0: Uh, Today, I'm going to speak on Acts 24, verses 24 to 26. Uh, So here's the passage. So several days later, Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish. He sent for Paul and listened to him as he spoke about faith in Christ Christ Jesus. As Paul talked about righteousness, self-control and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid and said, that's enough for now. You may leave. When I find it convenient, I will send for you. At the same time, he was hoping that Paul would offer him a bribe, so he sent for him frequently and talked with him. So I've divided this into two sections, and one's um, Felix, power without truth, and the second one will be Paul speaking truth to power. So a bit about Felix and also Drusilla. Felix found himself in a difficult position with Paul, as his own position was not secure. First, he was not from the usual noble equestrian class who normally became governors. He was, in fact, a freed slave and owed his position to his brother's friendship with the Emperor Nero, which must have been interesting. He had brutally repressed Jewish uprisings earlier in his governorship, was under threat of complaints from the Jewish authorities, which in the end only his brother Pallas' intervention saved him from, so he would have been keen not to antagonise the Jewish leaders and even to try to win their favour. After hearing from Paul in yesterday's passage, he actually has no legal grounds to keep him in prison. He fudges the issue by saying he would wait until Lysias came, which would not have changed anything. He did keep Paul in the comfortable imprisonment, but that was only appropriate for a Roman citizen who had not been found guilty of any offence and should have been freed, but this kept the Jewish authorities quiet. Felix was also open to being bribed. This was common, but illegal. As a result, he asked to hear Paul frequently, but he had no real interest in freeing him, as we shall see next week. His marital arrangements were also unorthodox and immoral, in that he, uh, he had had, with the help of a Cypriot magician, lured Drusilla away from her previous husband. Drusilla is an interesting character too. She came from the Herodian dynasty, which ruled parts of Judea. She knew about the way, but perhaps not in a good way, Her great-grandfather was Herod the Great, who massacred the children in Bethlehem. Her grandfather had John the Baptist beheaded. Her father, Herod Agrippa I, had James the Apostle executed. And we shall meet her brother, Herod Agrippa II, and sister Bernice, in the next few days. In sum, Felix, despite his worldly success, was suffering from fear of man and venality, and therefore sat on the fence about Paul wrongfully imprisoning him, and Drusilla really had no reason to like Paul either. So what a contrast to Paul, so truth to power, who now speaks to them of faith in Jesus Christ, righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, which was exactly the truth that they needed to hear about. What is so striking is that Paul's teaching obviously had an impact as Felix was scared and challenged by it to the extent that he couldn't take it anymore and stops Paul in a way re-exerting his worldly authority against Paul's godly authority. And yet he's sufficiently curious to have Paul come and speak to him again often, which he didn't need to do. So what can we take away from this short passage? One is a warning not to fall into Felix's position. He has hustled his way through life from the bottom to a significant position as governor, but the expense of his moral compass. What does it profit a man if he gains the world but loses his soul? We should examine our consciences too, to see if our moral compass is on track. It's never too late to seek the truth. Two is much more positive. What was it in Paul's teaching that was so unexpectedly attractive to Felix that he kept asking for more? I think it was the aroma of Christ coming from Paul that attracted Felix, despite the fact it was so contrary to the way he lived life. Felix knew the truth when he heard it and wanted to hear more, but sadly does not seem to have made the journey to faith. So in our spheres of influence, and we all have them, and especially at Christmas, We can speak to our family, friends, colleagues, neighbours, and wonderfully, Christ's aroma will emanate from us and impact them. I'm sure we all know of people who have responded unexpectedly when you'd almost given up. I'm one of them. I was far from Christ, but a friend kept inviting me to church, and I only really went to stop her asking. But there I heard Christ preach in a way i never had before, and I gave my life to Christ a couple of weeks later. That changed my life forever.
1: Today we've been encouraged to pray that we won't be people who hold power without truth. Um, what good is it to gain the whole world but forfeit our soul? And so let's be praying today uh, not to fall into the trap of um, personal gain when it comes to seeking out power, but to, to preach Jesus. And actually that leads on to the second thing, which is speaking truth to power and to be a church and to be a person that with their sphere of influence has courage to share Jesus with conviction and compassion to the world around us. So today we're praying for, for those two things, power without truth that we won't fall into that trap and speaking truth to power.